0: good morning everybody this is our friday morning leaders call Uh, welcome i know many of you are somewhat in the the throes of your the beginnings of your spring break so i thank you so much for joining us on the line Uh, today we're really talking about curiosity and the role of curiosity when you're a leader when i was a new leader i quickly realized how important curiosity was Uh, Around the same time, I read John Maxwell's book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, which I highly suggest, by the way, and he wrote a whole chapter just on curiosity curiosity and asking why. So I began to implement his tips, and I joined a small group of other leaders that really helped me think through the how of curiosity in the workplace, and I'd like to share some of those thoughts with you this morning. Um, So... If you are able to, because I know some of you dial in and you're listening as you're driving, which is just fine. Uh, if you're able to, go ahead and pull out a, a notepad because I have a ton to share with you today. Uh, I had a really hard time peering it down, so I'm, I'm going to try to give you just the nuts and bolts uh, and, and stick to my script. Otherwise, it could be a two-hour long call. Nobody wants that on a Friday morning, right? All right. Well, growth is stimulated by asking Why? I love this quote by George Bernard Shaw. It says, some men see things as they are and ask why. Others dream things that never were and ask why not.
1: Are you a person who asks why or one that asks why not? Now, both have their place
0: for sure. A good leader knows why something works or doesn't before they can ask a why question related to kind of dreaming or creating something new. So are you a creative person? Now, I don't mean a person who does arts and crafts like painting or sewing necessarily, but one who thinks in creative ways. Great and successful leaders all have this trait in common. If this isn't something that comes naturally to you, that's okay, because you can learn it. First of all, where does curiosity come from? I believe it's a mindset issue that you choose to be creative and curious. And if you want to increase your effectiveness as a leader and keep growing and developing, you must keep on learning. And the door to learning begins with asking why. Most successful leaders crave knowledge. For example, uh, most great leaders that I know always have a book or two or ten that they read at one time. A mentor of mine actually has a rule in his house that his family calls uh, the Ahab principle. Always have a book, Ahab. So when they're getting ready to to go out on the town, maybe they're they're gonna run some errands. Um somebody in the house will yell out, Ahab, <laughs> and they know, oh yeah, that's right, grab a book. I love that thought. So Ahab, always have a book. Are you a reader? Maybe, maybe you're not necessarily a reader, but maybe you like to listen to podcasts. I, I'm assuming since you've dialed into this call or you're listening on the podcast, that's you're a, a listener, right? The point is that you're always taking in new knowledge and increasing your awareness. For me right now, I have at least seven books I'm working on. Some of them are reference tools. Others are more about philosophies. Not one is about education, which is my quote-unquote field. All are about business or mindset. Are you curious? If I were to come into your home or your office, what evidence would there be that you are curious? Could I see your curiosity show up in your checkbook, your calendar, maybe your Kindle? There should be some trail to show that you're a curious person. Curious people in general know that the the trail to discovery is just as exciting as the discoveries themselves. Okay, so anybody can Google to find a quick answer, right? Curious people ask bigger and deeper questions that take some time to investigate because they know that the journey is just as fun as finding the answer. So for me right now, I'm learning a great deal about the entrepreneur mindset and tools to grow my business in a different way. So rather than taking the quote unquote normal route of being a speaker, trainer, and coach, I'm looking at other avenues. And I got to say that some of the stuff I'm studying is really exciting because I'm going to be able to reach more people in a simple way and build my business so that I can do more of what I am good at. Okay. So I'm I'm very excited as I'm on this journey. Now, this is a journey and it would be really easy for me to do what I think is the right thing and not ask questions, right? But then I really wouldn't be too effective, would I? So as a trainer and coach for hundreds of education leaders in now four different countries, I've noticed something about curiosity and a leader. The administrator or coach that has a curious character usually has more positive relationships with their staff. They practice skills that increase their production, so getting the job done. And they empower their staff to grow into their potential, right? And they seem to be more creative at problem solving than other leaders. So if you're not a naturally curious person, how can you become one? I'm going to share 10 very quick tips with you about how to do just that. As we go through these 10, you may want to take note of them and rate yourself. For example, many of you already know where I'm going with this, don't you? You could use a 1 to 10 rating. 1 being, I've never heard of this principle before. And 10 being, yes, I'm an expert. Okay? So just as we go through, just put number 1, put the put the topic, and then after I I share rate 1 to 10. And then after you're all done, your homework is going to be to go back and find all of the numbers that are under 8 and ask yourself, what can help me raise that number? Okay, it's as simple as that. All right, so cultivating curiosity. Number one, belief drives behavior. Belief drives behavior. If you don't believe yourself to be a curious person, or you think being curious isn't important, you're not going to do it. It's as simple as that. Many people have a personality type that's so focused on getting things done, they forget to ask why they should be done in the first place. Or maybe you have the personality type that you've figured out how to do life and work and relationships, and there's only one way to do it and you're not interested anymore in finding out another way. These two types of people will limit their potential because they are unwilling to take in new data or expand their beliefs. The easiest thing to do here is just to give yourself permission to be curious.
1: Be intentional. Instead of assuming you know all the details or the answers, maybe you could start with this thought. I wonder what I don't know about this. When you start there, the world
0: starts opening up for you in a way that you didn't even know was possible. Okay, so do
1: you believe you are curious? Number two, have a beginner's mindset. A beginner's
0: mindset. Peter Drucker, he was the the father of the modern day management. He wrote a ton on management and leadership, said, my greatest strength as a consultant is to be ignorant and ask a few questions. I love that. And I found this to be true in my own work, too. Over time, I've developed the belief that I actually never know what's going on. (laughs) Okay, I never assume that I do. Not with my children, not my husband, not my clients, not my friends, right? I believe that this one change in my thinking has helped me the most in my relationships and my work. And I have a teaching that I sometimes do titled Promote Yourself from Expert to Learner. Have you ever been to an event and you heard uh, an expert talk? And maybe you have an alternative way to think about what they presented, and you want to share that with them? Well, let me share two quick examples. So one time early in my career, I did just that with a speaker at a conference. I I walked up to her afterwards and I said, hey, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about this idea. And I shared my idea. And she completely shot me down. She wasn't necessarily rude, but she was very clear that there were not alternative theories out there. Contrast that with someone who gave a keynote at a national conference actually not too long ago. And after her talk, we we actually set up a a time to meet after the conference. We met for coffee and we talked for almost two hours about all the ideas related to her talk. Her thoughts, her, her experience, her
1: opinions, and mine too. Now, what was the difference? One leader was a quote unquote expert and the other was a learner. Okay, don't
0: don't be an expert, be a learner. Okay, that's why we say promote yourself from being an expert to a learner. Go into a situation knowing I don't know all the answers. What can
1: I learn while I'm here? All right, so how would you rate yourself on your ability to learn from others? Number three, make why your favorite word. So let me
0: clarify this before moving on. When you ask why you want to know information or logic or data, this gets to the conscious part of your brain where knowledge is stored, right? When you are leading another person, make sure you're careful with your why and conversations. People can tell when you're really trying to understand something or whether you're trying to collect data to catch them in something. Never ask a leading question, right? That's not curious. It's tricky. And never ask a question that you know the answer to. That's just a waste of your time. So go in with a curious tone and use your why. Otherwise, the best action is really just to be quiet. Okay. I'll I'll share a quick video with an example after this on social media. So if you want to see me
1: demonstrate that, check that out. Okay. Number four, spend time with curious people.
0: Spend time with curious people. You pick up the the thoughts and habits of the people that you spend the most time with. If you want to learn how to be more curious, spend time with curious people. Spending time with young children for any length of time will show you how curious they are and how you've maybe kind of gotten away from that type of thinking, especially if you spend time with preschoolers. I love spending time with preschoolers. So, I actually, for myself, I scheduled a really cool event for the summer with someone I consider to be highly curious, incredibly creative, and a great leader. Now, there's going to be a significant cost for me to go, but I've been looking forward to it for six months because I know that it's going to help get me thinking differently. Okay. So who in your
1: life is a curious and creative person that you need to stay connected to? Number five, learn something new every day.
0: This does not mean take in new knowledge every day, right? Such as reading books, although I highly suggest it, right? Learning is different than taking in knowledge. Socrates once said that the unexamined life is not worth living. You might collect knowledge throughout the day, but if you don't reflect on it at the end of the day, how will you really grow from that experience? As a leader, and I consider myself a traveling leader, right? So I, I don't necessarily, I guess I have my own team, but I, I do most of my work with other teams. So I, I'm a, more of a consultant, okay? But I often find myself in meetings, and maybe you can relate. So before my day really gets started, I look at those meetings and those calls, and I ask myself, what do I want to learn? Maybe I'll practice a skill like paraphrasing or asking great questions. Or maybe I want to learn about a person I sit next to or meet a new person. Um, Or maybe I want to make a new connection at a networking event. Whatever it is, I write that down on a post-it note and I put it in my car. So when I travel in and out of meetings, I look at that post-it note. Not only to remind me where I'm going next, but what's the thing I'm going to work on when I get there? Okay, what's my focus? And then here's the trick. Because that's not good enough. That's not learning. That's just keeping you on track, right? The trick is at the end of the day, I pull it out and I reflect and I ask myself, you know, what happened? Uh, What did I really learn? Right? And I might make just a little note of that. Now, when I first started this, I had a a journal, a notebook, and I actually kept things in it, you know, for, for weeks. And, and that was a topic of conversation. When I talked to my coach, I'd pull it out and and show her what I was learning. Now that this has become ingrained in me, I typically don't even keep the post-it notes. Okay. It, it, it's pretty intentional. Um, it, it is very highly intentional, but it's
1: really simple. Okay. So my question to you on this one is, what did you learn yesterday? What did you learn yesterday?
0: And if you can't answer that question, this is going to be the one that you want to use
1: for your action plan. Number six, partake in the fruit of failure.
0: (laughs) Partake in the fruit of failure. A curious person and a great leader sees failure as not just a part of the growth and success journey um, to kind of put up with, but an integral part that increases curiosity and propels you towards that success. Most people who fail um, and unsuccessful people at that say, Well, I will never do that again. Whereas all successful people, And great leaders look at failure
1: as the current curriculum for their growth. What is your relationship to failure? Do
0: you try to avoid it at all costs? Do you try something and fail and say, I'm never going to do that again? Do you welcome it? I have a client right now working on on sales. And our goal this week is for her to get four people to tell her no. I want her to become very familiar with failure and not in a defeating way, because I know that when she goes after those four no's, she's actually practicing and more people are going to say yes in that process. Okay. So partake in the fruit of failure. Number seven, and I know that for for those of you on the line, um, I know who
1: you are, and this one might be the most challenging. So you want to listen up for this one. Are you ready? Stop looking for the right answer. Stop looking for the right answer.
0: I have a very dear friend who thinks that there's only one answer for everything. There's only one way to load the dishwasher, one way to do the yard work, one way to lead her staff. And if you don't like it, tough. You can find another job to do, right? She's what we call a single solution person. Now, the truth is that there's always more than one solution to any problem. When you really, truly believe that, you have an abundance mindset, Curious people like to find as many options as possible before they make a decision. Then, and this is key, they make the decision and then move on. Now they might fail, right? And then reevaluate and then make another decision. So they go back to number six, partake in the fruit of failure, right? Single solution people worry themselves over whether it is the right decision They take forever to make a decision, and once they finally make the decision, they constantly question if it was the right one. Do you recognize that pattern? So this is your fear getting in the way, and you cannot lead your people well if you're in a state of fear. How many options do you typically generate when you're trying to make a decision? Think about the last decision that you had to make. How many options did you generate? And was that decision made in fear or abundance?
1: That's a great question. You might want to sit with that one for a little bit. All right. Number eight. Number eight. Get over yourself. (laughs) This
0: is one that I've worked on a lot. Get over yourself. So if you're going to ask questions and fail, which curious people do, you're probably going to look foolish at some point. Okay, you're going to come into a meeting, you're going to ask a question, um, and all of a sudden you realize everybody in the room knows the answer but you okay or you're going to come in you're going to have an interaction with a staff member and you're going to ask a question for understanding and maybe you know sometimes this happens too where i ask a question they they answer i paraphrase and i've got it all wrong right now it's just a natural process that sometimes happens they correct me right and usually it's not in a very harsh tone it's oh no that's not what i said i said this right what i'm saying here is get over yourself in the fact that it's okay. It's okay to be the only one who doesn't know the answer in the room. It's okay to be, you know, wrong and you're paraphrasing because they'll correct it and it's okay. Don't put a lot of thought or energy into that. Okay. So a great example. The other day, I'm, many of you have probably noticed because you follow me on social media. I'm trying to uh, experiment with different ways of sharing thoughts and ideas out there. And so I posted a video on LinkedIn and I unbeknownst to me apparently on LinkedIn you can only have a 1 minute video. Um and I've I've really been on this journey of experimenting and and being curious and I want to really provide awesome value to leaders in different formats. Well, let's just say I have no problem seeing myself in a beginner's mindset in this area. Okay. Um, well, within minutes, I had several comments about how the video wasn't of great quality and it actually cut off at a certain point. So at at first I was embarrassed and then I started thinking about this. And again, I'm so glad I was preparing for this call because it it really helped. But uh, this is the actual comment I posted to that person. I'm on a learning journey with technology, and I really appreciate your input. Now, I I didn't sugarcoat my comment. I really meant that, right? This is a great example of getting over yourself. It's not that important. Now, I learned from it. I didn't just ignore it. So when I'm putting a a video out out on LinkedIn, uh, it's only going to be a minute, right? I'm going to try to beef up some of my quality,
1: but I didn't let it get me worked up either. Okay. Number nine, get out of the box,
0: get out of the box. So, uh, Thomas Edison once said, I love this. There ain't no rules around here. We're trying to accomplish something. I can just imagine him saying it too. I love that. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said that all life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. Anytime I work with a coaching client, I like to encourage them to conduct experiments. It's as simple as, as you going into a meeting and asking, I wonder what will happen, right? Tuesday, I, I was teaching a class, um, I come into the class and I realized the whole classroom is filled and it's like a half an hour early. And I said, hey, you guys are here really early. And they said, "Uh, no, we start at at six, not six thirty. And I was like, oh, no. okay." And so I'm setting up and I asked them, "Okay, so this class is supposed to be for. And I listed the the kind of requirements and only half of the people had that requirement. Okay, great. I said, Well, give me just a second. Let me set up my technology. Well, the projector screen and everything wouldn't connect, and so I couldn't use technology. I said, okay, then (laughs) I knew I wanted to do uh, a half hour activity at the start. And then after that, I had three different options, but I had no clue who these people really were and what I was going to do with them. And so by the time we got to the end of our conversation with the first half hour, I knew exactly what to do. So I could provide them with what they needed uh, and we can move on. And it was actually a really great night. I don't think I could have planned it, Um, But it's because I've developed this idea of, I wonder what will happen. Plan with options. Okay. Rather than always being the person with the plan, the answer, the script in your head, be curious. Okay. I actually have a post-it note right here on my desk from many years ago that reads, could I versus how could I? So this reminds me not to seek permission from outside sources to do something to serve other people, but to switch it up and ask a possibility question. What would happen if you entertained questions outside of the rules or
1: procedures or requirements of your job? I'm just asking the question. Now, don't go tell your
0: boss that Michelle said that you don't have to follow the rules. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just asking, you know, to ask yourself the question, I wonder what would happen if we did blank. Okay. And then number 10, I think is so, so, so important, especially to people who are trying to uh, cultivate curiosity, who, who don't think that they are a curious person. Enjoy your life enjoy life. Tom Peters is the author of In Search of Excellence, and he wrote, the race will go to the curious, the slightly mad, and those with an unsatiated passion for learning and dear deviltry. Take risks, fail, succeed, learn. It's all messy, and that's okay. Do it anyway. Everything is a learning experience if you let it be just that. And you can. You have control over that. May your curiosity be stretched beyond your imagination today. Okay? So again, your homework for this week, go through. You should have marked 1 through 10 on each of those things. Um, and ask yourself, what what can I do? or Or maybe a change in my thinking. What will help raise those numbers? Okay, and whatever the first answer is, just write that down. That's your action plan. Okay. Next Friday, we're going to talk about prioritizing your schedule versus scheduling your priorities. So this is really to increase your focus and production. Ah, Some of you I know are pretty intrigued right now. You need to show up next week and I'll, and I'll show you some tips that I've used. This week, I am giving away a free ebook on three tools or tips to accelerate your leadership. If you're interested, go ahead and email me at growbyone at gmail.com and I'll shoot it to you ASAP. Okay. Just tell me in your email you want the the Accelerate Your Leadership ebook. And then don't forget for those of you who um, are connected to this body of work, Wednesday night this week, I guess it would be next week, technically. Uh, From 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am putting on a two-hour PD event. All of the info will be on social media. So look us up on Grow by One or even Michelle Burkhart. This two-hour event is professional thinking for leaders, so it's really going to go down deep into six different areas. Uh, You do not have to be in a leadership position. Uh, You will gain lots from it, whether you are or you're not. I promise you guys, I've been putting this together for weeks. Every single time I look at this outline, I get excited. If I were not giving this talk, I would be taking this talk. Okay. So please, for those of you who are connected, go ahead and um, share us through social media because we we want as many people on that call as possible. All right. Once again, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, for many of you, you're you're going straight into spring break next week. So have an awesome week. And I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, powerfully productive, and empowering and engaging the people you serve. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing week, and we'll chat with you next week. All right. Bye-bye.